0: Hello, everybody. This is Sam of the Sam Impressed and duo that run the Planning for the Worst podcast, um, the one that just posted a new episode for you. This episode is much less objectionable than our last one, but uh, there's still some things I thought I should mention, only if because I said I would. Um, so we've got just a lot of descriptions of violence in this episode. It's like it's a battle royale type situation if you read the description, so it's going to be sort of bloody and combative. Um... Other than that, there's like a brief mention of gigantism. I I really don't think that matters to anybody, but it's like it's in one sentence and it's sort of muffled under other audio. So, um, there's that. Uh, other than that, just a ton of Kevin James. Um, secondly, this is a this is our first guest episode. We plan to do these every few weeks. Um, and you know, other podcasts will have guests on that are important or maybe they have another show, but. Since this podcast is fundamentally uh two friends just getting together, to stay in contact. Um, we thought that our friends would be uh, good picks for guests on the podcast, so um Ethan's a real funny guy. I'm sure you guys will enjoy him. There were some audio problems on his end, so some of the audio might seem a little bit wacky. Sometimes I fade out a little bit. Um there's just some this is the first time we've had any production issues, but uh I'm sure it'll be fixed by next week. Um Alright, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, we should be good. So, uh, Sam, take it away. Hello, Preston. Hello, Ethan.
1: Hello, Sam.
0: Who, uh, hold on. Ethan, uh, who are you? Why are you in our podcast? (laughs) Double check. I just, I don't know you, and I don't think anybody else does, I'm
1: a close family friend of both of yours. Oh, okay. Well, that's Known each other for many years and can, I'm can you pleased Matt, to be here. <laughs>
2: uh, I th- I think this is the same guy. I can't promise it. He kind of just joined the <laughs> Skype call, uh, but I've heard he's pretty funny, so I'm I'm cool with having him around for now if you're cool with it, Sam.
0: Oh, I'm totally cool with it. Think it's it's great to have you here. Uh, Ethan, <laughs> friend of the show. Uh, it's it's I can't tell you enough how happy I am that you're here. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Seriously. I appreciate that all right uh preston what show is this
2: well sam and ethan uh for that matter this is planning for the worst a show where uh, we take a look at some uh some pretty absurd hypotheticals and we kind of just dive in to see how it would impact uh everyone living in this hypothetical world that we've created uh and just how exactly we can uh plan for the very worst scenarios that we can come up with uh and sam i'm i'm very excited to hear about what uh uh, amazing scenario that you have for us today because it sounds like uh, some popular uh, video games that have come out in the last uh, year or so. I'm excited to <laughs> discuss this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually pretty sure that after we make this episode we're gonna have to work out some licensing deals, figure out who's gonna be making <laughs> the, the retail version of this game because I mean it's a pretty obviously fun and relevant concept for the masses. Um, okay, so we've all heard of Fortnite, uh, it's the children's youth game uh, where a bunch of strangers go on an island vacation and then something something horrible goes wrong. Uh, murder is inspired in the group. Um, that's great. We all we're all well and familiar with that. Uh, what I would like to pitch to you guys today: a horrible scenario. Um, what if? And this is, I mean, this is bad on its own. Even besides the murder, what if every Kevin James? Character every time Kevin James played somebody in a movie, uh, animated or not. What if every version of those guys, all of them, what if they all just sort of like dropped into our world, our standard globe Earth, um, and <laughs> then they uh, they sort of Fortnite battled it out. They uh, you know just sort of just standard fight to the death. Um, all the Kevin Jameses out there all at once. Uh, <laughs> what's gonna go down? What's gonna happen? How could what, what's their strategies gonna look like? That's their scenario. I will today. say.
1: Just to be clear, we are dealing with Globe Earth and not Kansas Earth, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yes, true. Very okay. important distinction. Call no, back to the first one. Those are for <laughs> real, dedicated listeners. Yeah, when we were talking
0: about when we were talking about this before the podcast, we were trying to figure out where this where this epic fight should go down. Uh, and I mean, we thought I, I, it was briefly suggested that we put them on Kansas Earth, but then we realized that again, Kansas Earth is kind of just Kansas, uh, so yeah. that's not that's nothing. What are we doing with that? Um, Yeah. Which, okay, so that's a good transition actually into our, the first thing we got to address, which is Mm -hmm. like, we're making up this, we're flying by the seat of our pants as always on this podcast. (laughs) So, what, uh, what, where, where are they? Where are they fighting at? How's this going to work? Okay, so contrary
2: to, uh, what one might think, uh, we thought about throwing them onto an island like how Fortnite or, you know, other Battle Royale games work. Uh, but we decided against it because, the thing is, all of these Kevin James characters, they existed in the normal world. So it, when it really makes sense to have them just all of a sudden pop onto this new, you know, fantasy island. Uh, That'd probably so, be confusing for them, you know? Yeah, I think <laughs> you just so just get a too. bunch of
0: Kevin Jameses and they're all on Fortnite land? What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a scenario that we don't want to imagine right now. So we're just bringing them all to our world. Uh, there's a lot of different places that they're going to spawn uh kevin james has had a lot of notable roles uh including the president uh, obviously he'll spawn in the white house uh frankenstein uh and frankenstein's story was uh based in geneva so they'll be spawning in switzerland <laughs> okay, and then, that's cool great all of the all of the other characters that have been created uh we'll get into kevin that in james. a second right
0: obviously we'll talk about notable roles in a minute but. yeah of
2: course um, but they'll all be spawning into into our world, into the appropriate places that they should be spawning into. So they're not like all just showing up in one clumped up spot. You know, there's like 200 Kevin Jameses all in like one city. That's the scenario that we're trying to avoid. But we're actually <laughs> we're we're kind of close to that issue already, I think.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but we'll like you said, we'll get into that uh, in just a sec. But Sam, what is what is the point of of and Ethan as well? What's the point of talking about? this why should we care? Who's who's gonna win this?
0: <laughs> oh okay. Well, I mean, it uh oh boy. I guess it matters for everybody listening to this because when this does <laughs> happen, when it inevitably happens, you're gonna want to sort of you're gonna want to back the guy who comes out on top. Like this is a this is sort of a guide this is like a guide for Y two K in that we're gonna give <laughs> you sort of this horrible event that's gonna go down. It is going to impact a lot of the globe. Um and then at the end, we'll just sort of—I don't know—we'll uh, advise you on 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 how to interact with the fact that this Kevin James specifically is going to be on top. I mean, I don't know who it is yet, <laughs> but presumably whoever it is has, has is impactful enough that they were able to beat every other Kevin James. Um,
1: so you're, I, you're I definitely get on their think good side. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think this is also a good opportunity for uh, determining a winner based on. Uh, obviously, this is in the distant future, um, but I assume gambling is still around, so you will want to place your bets uh, and potentially cash in big uh, on your decision uh, for who to back in this Kevin James battle royale.
0: Yeah, we're, this cool. is a bet, this is a betting guide as well. We,
1: we're gonna, oh, absolutely.
0: We could we could place the we could sort of put the ballpark odds. On uh, on which Kevin Jameses we think should win because I mean obviously it's not a set deal we're not we're not super we're not gods we don't know yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll just sort of give our best estimations on on potential winners at the end of this so, <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be what we're could, investigating could
2: win big from
0: listening to this so stay tuned for sure <laughs> all right and now finally uh, last bit of prep we got to do before we can actually get into this is we need to talk about. Uh, how are we gonna? How are we gonna sort of disambiguate all of this? All of the all of the Kevin Jameses? Because how many IMDb <laughs> credits does he have? Does anybody have the number? Offhand? I mean, he's got he's got he's at least got thirty six
1: actor credits, That's uh, it? but a, an assortment of other. He has he actually has one hundred and six self credits. I
0: okay,
1: I think <laughs> from things like The Late Show, um, Live with People, Good Morning America, uh, which are mm-hmm. I guess I guess if you count all one hundred and six self credits, there's just over a hundred. Just Kevin James being Kevin James on live TV shows,
0: and I mean those count, obviously. Yeah, God, media so portrayals so Kevin of James. Kevin James, but th- literally every literally leaves. every home video of Kevin, uh, <laughs> I think, has to count.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of different aspects you can go into this, but it also determines if there's so many Kevins that are all the same Kevin. Do they work together, or are they against one another? It's a, a good point we got to get into.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay so well, I guess we can could, we could talk about it now. I don't really care. Um, this, okay, so we talk, we've, we I at least have thought about this a little bit. And those, well, okay, maybe we should talk about notable roles first because I'll just say, it, I'll just say that those Kevin Jameses, those little individual ones, they're up against a lot. Uh, and oh, on absolutely. their own, they're not going to be able to do that much. But maybe if, you know, excluding a few rogue Kevin Jameses who just, Uh, don't really know, don't want to work with the group, except for a few rogues that we'll probably see. I'm anticipating that most of the normal-ish ones, and that's not just TV portrayals, it's also like, I don't know, like uh, grown-ups versions of Kevin James. Those, (laughs) all those guys are all going to sort of like work together out of mutual interest. Because that's really their only hope. I mean... Like <laughs> you're you're dealing with some big targets, so I mean let's so let's talk about them. I mean, what are your guys's uh, favorites? Uh, your favorite giants in this fight, and I mean, we'll get into our opening arguments in a minute for who we think will win. But real quick, let's just run down big boys, the top mm.
1: contenders. Yes, yeah, top um, contenders, absolutely. I, I would say off off the top of this IMDb list, you have to include Paul Blart, of course. Mm-hmm. He's Obviously. up there. Um, I think the Frankenstein from Hiltel Transylvania, also up there as well. Um, I would say uh, Otis the Cow from Barnyard has got to be up there.
0: (laughs) Talking real... I mean, he's got a shock factor to him that I think might be hard to contend with. I mean, what do you do Uh, when that guy shows up?
1: And then sort of a sleeper pick not known by many, as we talked about before, the Giant from Pinocchio from 2002. It's a voiceover. um, And we're just assuming because you never see the Giant, he's a 50,000 feet tall version of Kevin James. So... (laughs) That yeah, I mean, that's
0: horrifying. I mean, that's yeah. even scarier than Kevin James the person. <laughs> um. And then I've
2: got a, I've got a couple more picks to add on to uh, what Ethan brought up. So we've got uh, the president as well from Pixels, and under uh, bec- since he was the president, we're gonna roll under the assumption that he has all of the uh, tools that the normal president has now, or at least that seems fair, right? He's got access mm-hmm. to like different oh, service and things like that. Uh, and then another one that I actually just thought about. Uh, is the character Griffin Keys that he plays in Zookeeper uh, because if you recall from uh, Zoo Heist, Sam and his incredible memory of the Zookeeper movie he was able to actually work with the animals and communicate with them and they communicated and worked with him willingly so does that mean that this Kevin James zookeeper has the ability to control and work with all the animals. Maybe, all right, maybe yeah. not.
0: I will. I will briefly address it, and then I will throw in uh, my ring of the of my favorite picks. But um, I in Zoo Heist, we assumed that the reason Kevin James was able to communicate with the animals was because the animals were innately intelligent. Um, but I think this. I think this week uh, we can go with the assumption that Kevin James is a sort of a Doctor Doolittle character. Who mm-hmm. is able to I don't know manipulate the the natural the forces of nature to his will, um, in so much as he can communicate peaceably with them. So, yes. and that I actually do have an idea of where that could come in handy. Uh, but we can get into that in a little bit. The and I'll say it right now. The only guy that we haven't talked about yet is my personal favorite, uh, and I'll make an argument for him in a bit if we get whenever we get to that. But in Uh, in the little-known Christmas flick Elmo's Christmas Countdown uh, Kevin James actually played the role of Santa Um, and that is what that's what makes this topic so engaging for me it's why I really want to do this it's because Santa Claus and all of his magical powers and abilities is in the fight he's in the running for this thing, man he's gonna he's going for blood Um, and I so I personally think Santa Claus is is our leading man, and I'll make some arguments for that in a bit. Does anybody else want to go first? Because I think if if other people think that we have a higher contender than Santa, I would like to hear. I'd like to hear some arguments. I want to hear what uh, you guys have to think. I mean, Who are Ethan, you advocating
2: I'll, for? I'll give you the floor, Ethan. If you've got uh, if you've got a well, pick,
1: I have a couple uh, that I think would be good. I think. Uh, Otis from Barnyard is definitely up there. <laughs> okay. All Absolutely. Right. Go ahead. But so what, what the ju- fuck? Just because I assume, I, I'll get the numbers on this. Um, let's see how tall he is. Because in the show, <laughs> he's massive, right? He's, a, he's
0: a cow, yeah.
1: Yeah, but he's, he always is on his hind legs, so he's massive. I don't think there's a height, unfortunately. <laughs> we'll just go with 10 feet tall. He's 10 feet tall.
2: <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> Works for me.
1: <laughs> well, how, how tall is... I don't know. It seems like... Cows are big, you know. How long is yeah, a cow? cows are
2: pretty big. I don't know I how don't long know. he's...
1: <laughs> well, he's, Otis is a very skinny cow.
0: That is true. true. He maintains, um, but a, a, he maintains I, I a strict, strict have, diet.
1: Uh, <laughs> other than that, I do have a sleeper pick that I don't think... We haven't even addressed this one. We haven't even brought him up. He's come oh, okay. up. He's played this role twice, in fact. Uh, his his cast and his role in Grown Ups as Eric <laughs> Lamonsoff. Okay. You think
0: Eric Lamonsoff can now, kill Santa Claus?
1: <laughs> First, I think you're completely missing the Santa Claus movies that we saw um, with Tim Allen. I think you're not addressing the fact that we know Santa Claus can die. He fell off a roof and died. Never okay, really take he much. can sure. die.
0: He can no, but die. He but fell he... off a
1: roof <laughs> and died. Right. Did not take much at all.
0: All right. Okay. Fine. He could. Dr- he could die from a, a, a ten foot drop. <laughs> we can say that. Fine.
1: Then all the cow has to do is pick him up and throw him on the ground. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Suplex. The, the the character he plays in Grown Ups would be, I think, so under the radar that he would just sit back and make jokes with himself. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> until it gets to a point where he's the only one with energy and Sanima left, and all he has to do is just one small move like they did in the water tubing episode or the uh, portion, right? Or he could just pee in the pool like he did in the movie. And they would become – they would die of laughter because he's so funny.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. okay. So the argument for Eric okay. Rosenberg, in summary, is – Eric Rosenberg is such a funny, nice, charismatic guy <laughs> that literally the hundred of oth- the hundred odd other combatants in this fight are going to be completely disarmed, and then eventually yeah. he will pee on them, and then they will die. <laughs>
1: hey, not only is he very funny, he's also a great father.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, if so we could raise like an next generation, somebody to see him in the fight. Okay, they'll want
1: to keep him around. <laughs>
0: what I a... okay, I don't want to be rude. That's nonsense. No, 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 but. No. He can't win. He can't. He, there's a billion Kevin Jameses, and I I'm gonna guess that they're all about equally charismatic, um, except for specific uncharismatic versions of him. I just I just la- don't want best-
2: Eric to win. That's just like it just seems so wrong for the character from Grown Ups to be the one that comes out on top of this. He beats the president. He beats Santa. He beats the ten foot Otis. He beats the giants.
1: How?
0: <laughs> I, okay, here's what I'll say though. I'll say that I'll, I'll give I'll give Eric this. Eric might of Okay, because... I mean, we haven't addressed it yet, but real quick, because it's important to my point. I'll say that although most characters spawn in the most important regions to their, like, movie depictions, um, a la President of the White House, Santa on the North Pole, uh, we will be saying that because a lot of Kevin Jameses, we can't look at all of these credits, most of them will just say, like, spawn at Kevin James's house, just at his <laughs> current place of residence, alongside the real <laughs> Kevin James... Uh, and they're just all sort of there. So that's where Eric would end up. And I'll say this, that Eric Rosenberg has, in my opinion, a pretty solid chance at, like, if those, if the mass of Kevins working together um, is able to win, I'd say that from that point, Eric has a pretty solid chance. Because yeah. the normal depiction of, of Kevin James is that he's sort of easily persuaded, you know? He's, like, just sort of a go-along guy, and Eric could easily pull those people uh, onto his side for a sort of a coup, you know? Yeah, okay. like
1: I said, great father. <laughs> what? <laughs> great father. But now He's used I've to got, manipulating. I've got,
0: I've
2: got one Sorry, small go point ahead. I wanted to bring up about the, the the clone Kevin James that you brought up. So so we're riding under the assumption that all of the, the normal Kevin Jameses, their spawn point is going to be at Kevin James's house. So we're going to have, like, over 100 Kevin Jameses just showing up at... The real Kevin James's house, right? But what happens with the real Kevin James? Because he's in this fight too, right? Oh yeah. Is he not? Yeah, I figured he, he would oh, no, be. I,
1: I assume he'd just be with the clones, right? Yeah. yeah so
2: I think he's gonna he's, he spawns with the clones because he just he wakes up one morning and he finds there's a hundred Kevin Jameses and, his <laughs> and he, well he
0: also wakes up with a death with a kill urge. He he knows exactly. that he needs to be he knows that he needs to. In the end, be the last one. That doesn't mean he, he goes bloodthirsty, hunger mode, but it does mean that, like, he can make complex strategy. But it does mm-hmm. mean that he he knows they're all every. He wants everybody else dead. He knows that eventually.
2: <laughs> yeah. So so with that being said, then I'm gonna I'm gonna let that be my, uh, my intro to my opening statement for who I think is gonna be uh, one of the best uh, Kevin is in this battle royale. So I've got two picks, uh, and they are definitely sleeper picks, because. Uh, The first one is going to be a character that we've not talked about at all. Uh, It's the character Sam Larson from a movie called True Memoirs of an International Assassin. In the movie, uh, he plays a lonely accountant who plans to publish a fictional novel, uh, which is about an assassin who goes about murdering people for money. Uh, But he's having trouble with with his ending. But the thing is, in the story, once he publishes the book, people think it's actually real. And so they kidnap Sam Larson... In order to actually have him help with an assassination plot, so my idea is, if this Sam Larson, maybe he's not an actual assassin, but he's got the ability to write a story so well about an assassin, I think he's got the know-how <laughs> and the knowledge to be able to assassinate the other Kevin Jameses, uh, especially the the more important Kevin is like Santa, like the president, because uh, if he can if he uh-huh. can fake it, I think he can fake it till he makes it, you know, and so that's my first pick. Second pick, I got to go with just classic Kevin James, because here's my here's my thought process behind this. Then, if he opens up, that's awesome.
0: Up, actually, if he wins, that's a heroic moment for the world. Wouldn't that be great?
2: Because <laughs> the real Kevin James awesome. wins because he spawns in with the 100 other Kevin Jameses, and then just like almost like um, Elvis Elvis, another callback to uh, an old episode. If he puts himself at the leader of the Kevin Jameses, because he's the true one, right? He's the true How's one. They idolize that? him. How um, can he prove
0: that? That's a good <laughs> question.
2: I, w- <laughs> I want to believe that that the real Kevin James knows his characters better than they know themselves. Because he created Ooh, them. Oh,
0: that's true. You know? That's interesting, so Ke- yeah.
2: So Kevin James, not only is he able to take advantage of those that he's going against, but also he knows himself better than anyone else does i think with that being said he's gonna have the ability to uh persuade and lead this group of kevin jameses and then by the end of it sort of like a cult almost he's like a cult leader uh he can organize a sort of group suicide with the last ones who are still standing with him and no way they commit suicide and he survives and he wins
0: okay all right so there's a lot to unpack there I like the logic. <laughs> okay, so we've actually... So, we'll real quick wrap up with a group of Kevin James... With the massive of Kevin Jameses, because in the early stages of the fight, there are... We'll assume that they're working together, primarily. At least mm-hmm. 90 of them. Some of them will probably get uh, angry at each other, and there will be some blood feud in the starts. But, eventually, I think we can assume that those guys are all going to work together. Um, so, if we can then figure out which... Of those three Kevin Jameses that we think as individuals might win. So we've got Eric Rosenberg, Sam Larson, and real <laughs> Kevin James. Let's real quick, let's hash that out. Which of those guys do you think is most likely to be the last standard Kevin James if those guys were the only ones left? Which one do you think it get, has the best shot? I'm leaning towards real Kevin James myself. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, he, 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 I mean, Preston, I think the, the, killer, the killer argument is just that he... Can I mean he knows everything about them, it's yeah, it's 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 godlike the power he has over these characters <laughs> where he just he literally I mean every he he understands the most complicated strategies that mm-hmm. Eric Rosenberg could come up with because he was him he was in that headspace man he knows what's going yeah. on in that cranium
2: exactly I don't know that's why that's why I stand with Kevin James um obviously you know where I stand I want the real Kevin James to win uh but. Ethan you you've advocated for uh, your grown-ups character quite a bit uh, and you've given us I, a full I, run I through think, for Halloween.
1: Yeah, I I still think if it comes down to kind of a just a man to man you take out all the other cuz we can get to the other characters cuz I think at the end of the day as soon as those are included these guys kind of don't really have a chance for the most <laughs> part. Um but I I do think the argument that kevin james as a normal person has more information uh and knows everything about these people because he played them Mm -hmm. uh sort of works but it also uh, matters if you take into account uh are we assuming that especially for situations like uh all of the clones are they all from the exact year that they starred in these things so like is the kevin james from grown-ups okay so (laughs) because there's like 17 different ones that were just on like I don't know. Let's see. Let's go through here. Uh, he was on. He was on Entertainment <laughs> Tonight like twenty-two times. So (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so a bunch
0: of Kevin Jameses, right after walking off the set of Entertainment Tonight, are whisked away to a magical world where they have to kill everyone. Yeah, right,
1: and there's Kevin, just from Entertainment Tonight, you have Kevin James from 2007, and Kevin James Mm -hmm. from 2017, (laughs) right?
0: Okay, (laughs) alright, so real quick, I just, okay, I had a horrible realization, so we say the real Kevin James. Um, what is really the? I mean, like, how is the how is the current day oldest Kevin James going to convince a league of uh, Kevin James is from Entertainment Tonight that he is the real one and they are not the real one because they are also just living Kevin James's normal life and then one day they appeared here. It would it would appear the exact same.
1: League so, is, is league is almost an understatement. This is kind of like. Like a, like a school, like an entire grade of <laughs> an entire class of Kevin James as if you're an entire you graduating class videos,
0: if you want to count home videos and like child world, oh that's a whole city oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about an unfathomable mass of Kevin James's from infancy to modern day <laughs> uh, just his entire life span they're going to be working together here that's amazing, wow
1: <laughs> okay, uh, but hold but on. I do there's, think, yeah.
0: There, there's an, a, a, a small
2: detail that I think we're missing. I don't mean to cut you off, Ethan. Out. I'll, I'll give you a chance to finish in just a second. Um, but if all of these Kevin Jameses are spawning together in the exact same place, because they're all spawning at his house, right? They're they're all spawning yes. there. So you've got you've got a small city's worth of people that are showing up on one one plot of land.
0: <laughs> well, so assume I they think... start shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> okay, but dude, so that way it's not, not like just... a meat a meat clump, you know. If they,
2: they if they all in. spawn in if they all spawn in though with this this kill switch that they've got turned on in their minds, do they not just kill each other then? Okay, right. Well, here's
0: the deal. Well, because we talked about we talked about it a little bit, but here's my solid argument for why they don't just insta murder each other. Because we have to really define what's motivating them to to try to win, and it's not just I need to kill 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 kill, and then who's <laughs> left. It's like. They all understand the sort of long-term game that's being played. They're instantly aware of every Kevin James on the map. (laughs) They know who they're up against, you know? So as soon as they spawn, they're not worried about the 90 Kevin Jameses right next to them. They're worried about the big shots. They're worried about the president. They're worried about a Mm -hmm. giant. They're worried about Santa. So they're (laughs) not... I mean, they're just not... That's not the um, imminent danger. As soon as they drop in... They'll their first that their first thoughts are going to be about, I mean the big dangers in this fight, and not you know the the people directly next to them. I don't think. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Oh, well, I will go back just to kind of finish up my my argument for mm-hmm. uh, his character in Grown Ups. Right, you have to assume that because he's been he's been in Grown Ups twice, as both versions he's in them both. Right, you have to assume that he has accumulated the knowledge from the other grown ups in the movie. <laughs> Okay, uh-huh. So that means the characters played by Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, David Spade, and Rob Schneider. So I believe that his accumulated power from those, just in that sense, would give him a slight edge over the real Kevin James, who would have the knowledge of how he played the character, Eric Lamonsoff, but not the knowledge that he would have gotten on set uh, from Lenny Fetter, played by Adam Sandler, or Kurt McKenzie, played by Chris Rock.
2: So, wait, wait, wait. Is your argument, then, that the, the grown-ups from each of those movies, then, so Eric Lamansoff 1 and Eric Lamansoff 2, that they've got the knowledge that they got from interacting with the other people that were on the set? Because if that's, they, from, if that's from the from case... The people
1: from the movie, so we're, we're assuming, since it's Eric Lamansoff, he's interacting with Kurt McKenzie, Marcus Higgins, Rob Hilliard, Lenny Fetter, oh. all played by Schneider, Spade, Rock, and Sandler, respectively. <laughs>
2: okay, so with that with, with that being said, then we've got a pretty scary scenario that shows up with Santa, because in Elmo's Christmas Countdown, I'm going to assume that most other mythical creatures have shown up in this uh, Christmas story, including, of course, elves. But I'm also thinking Jack Frost, maybe the other uh, mythical uh, holiday characters. Uh, does now, hold Easter on, they don't all get
0: up? not every character from the world gets ported into the universe. It's 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 just. I mean, it's just the Kevin James that has been moved to our world. Yeah. Um, except he's from a world where all of that stuff might be going on. Um, okay. So, in, I'm, I'm looking at the cast for Elmo's Christmas Countdown. So, he there are talking reindeer that this Santa is familiar with. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll say that he has access to the personal effects like his reindeer, which could be considered mm-hmm. property. And then there's a bunch of Muppets talking muppets and a real bear that talks but it's a pretty small cast um, it seems like Kevin James is the, the pretty big the the main guy
1: well okay. it is a pretty small cast but Jamie Foxx is in <laughs> this movie
0: <laughs> as himself <laughs> as himself Jamie Foxx no, as Jamie Foxx is in no, Elf
1: Christmas you know, Countdown No he voices <laughs> Ben Stiller is also in Christmas really? Countdown
0: I'm also wow. No I'm looking at the credits in the they cre- Cheryl Crow and Jamie yeah. Foxx are both credited as themselves, <laughs> as well as and Anne Ben Stiller
1: is the voice of Stiller the elf, so he plays himself just <laughs> as an elf. Oh my god, <laughs> that's super funny. <laughs> okay. Anyways, well, I will say that I, I do understand that the people uh, that are in the movie with them do not come with them. What I'm saying is they have he has the accumulated knowledge of everything they experienced. In those two movies, and how to get out of certain situations, and how to uh, you know kind of advance themselves, and you're uh, you're all forgetting he is a great father. (laughs) (laughs) True, true Ethan, That's really good point. Good point. Sorry. In
0: in in effort to move on, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to say this. It because of this horrible calamity which we sort of brushed past i don't know how we how we did this (laughs) so quickly but where we have like hundreds and hundreds of individual appearances of kevin james from periods in his life and now that i'm i mean okay real quick just to examine not, not even examine just to bring up the worst possible version of this it's very possible guys that I mean, what if what happens if you take a, if you've taken a photograph of Kevin James, that is a media portrayal of <laughs> Kevin James, inarguably. What oh, no. is a video if not a collection of stills? <laughs> but d- what but I am arguing, what I am arguing now is that perhaps by the rules we have already set up, every frame that Kevin James has appeared in is a separate <laughs> entity, and no all way. of them, all of them are dropping in. That's just the worst case that's the worst case scenario. Um, I don't think that's I don't know how much worth I don't well know then, how, but how at, much at value that point we get from if that. you're
1: if you're dealing with that so even if you just focus in on things from like red carpets and such you might come close to like the population of the world with just <laughs> <laughs> images <laughs> just Kevin, Kevin James <laughs> <laughs> just images of them.
0: Okay, yeah. All right. So in that okay, real quick. <laughs> if you are if that is the situation, here's the plan. Uh in my opinion anyways it's going to be a war of attrition it's really going to be not about like who's the who can deal the most damage because there's billions um and so what (laughs) we're going to be dealing with instead is just uh whoever can evade the best and my goal is santa santa can fly santa's up in the air he's on (laughs) okay he's on a sleigh he can avoid everybody i think santa wins in that scenario i'll Um, give you that one yeah, I'll give you that one. But, like, there's a, there's no way we can accept that, though. Because
2: at this point, we've already got hundreds of Kevin Jameses that are now on this earth. And if we include every single still photo, that includes all of his cameos uh, on uh, talk shows. And every single frame, then, is a new Kevin James. And then that includes <laughs> all of the characters that he's played that are sort of himself. And there's just... Billions and billions of Kevin
0: Jameses. Sam, the whole world just gets populated with them.
2: Yeah, you can't
0: no, dude. I get it. I get it. We can't. We can't do that one. So we will. I think the most reasonable and interesting one is the one where every distinct video, yeah. video medium portrayal of Kevin James is its own actor. So we still do get the home video yeah. scenario where we have probably like a full school somewhere in the ballpark of a thousand <laughs> to five thousand Kevin Jameses that we're going to yeah, be dealing sure. with here distinctly. Um. Oh, okay, all right, so if that's the scenario, we will in an effort to move on, we'll just say that one of these like one of the real Kevin James'es or maybe um, an Eric Clemensoff, one of those guys, they will end up they will end up on top and we can talk about that if we think the win, but I personally don't uh, yeah, for reasons that I'd like to get into. this is my this is my attempt at I'm, I'm gonna give my Santa argument now why I think Santa is the deadliest guy. <laughs> on the court, uh, as it were. Um, yeah. So just real quick, um, Santa Claus, we're very fortunate in my opinion to have him on our side. It's a Superman scenario (laughs) in my, in my opinion that, uh, where it's, we have this super powerful, uh, super powerful guy, but he is working for the forces of good. If in this scenario, Santa gets that kill drive, man, I really think people are screwed. (laughs) Um, first off, Santa Claus uh, based off of the classic song um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town He sees you when you're sleeping This implies That Santa Claus at any moment Has a running catalog in his mind Of every human consciousness And knows whether or not they are awake That is important wow. because Kevin James He might want to use some stealth options eventually These you guys have to sleep at some point Secondly, he knows when you're awake Wait, hold up that's the same That's the same line. Uh, thirdly, <laughs> thirdly he, he knows if you've been bad or good. This is the crucial line for me, which is that Santa is omnipresent, and he knows everything that is... He knows all of the actions of individual humans. So any coordinated coup to kill Santa, any strategy will be aware to him, because as soon as you start prepping a method to kill Santa, Santa can instantly start making counter-preparations. And then, thirdly, I mentioned it earlier, Santa has a light-speed sleigh that he can fly around the world, he goes to every house in a 48-hour period, uh, because, you know, obviously Christmas night happens at different points all over the world, he visits every single house in the world in uh, 48 hours that is breakneck pace, and it's not just like he's (laughs) flying over it, he's going in and depositing presents. This man is faster than anything ever, and he's also (laughs) Kevin James. So that, <laughs> I think that is, so anybody, any, uh, uh any opposition to the, to this I, I God-powered Santa, any opposition to this God-powered so Santa is welcome, but I think it's going to fall flat.
1: You're, you're forgetting a few things. Um, one, as I talked about before, you're forgetting the key role played by Tim Allen in the Santa Claus trilogy, where the only reason Tim Allen becomes Santa Claus is because he falls off a roof and dies. <laughs> okay, which I did look it up. A cow's average length is eight and a half feet, so we're going to, you know, not quite enough to kill Santa Claus Kevin James if he was picked up and thrown by Otis. But but
2: one toss would kill
1: him. Yeah, a quick toss in the air and he's gone. <laughs> he's um, pretty
0: vulnerable, actually, <laughs> if you get up next to him,
1: yeah. yeah. You, you also talk about, I have two other main points I think are crucial to kind of disintegrating your argument, if you will. Um, both the idea I think it is very important that he does technically know uh, anything and if you've been bad or good so he can know if something is happening against him but I don't think he has a strong enough defense he could know what's happening but I don't think he has the capabilities to defend from those actions another thing also you talked about his sleigh being the arguably well actually i think definitely the fastest thing in the world ever, ever seen right <laughs> sam oh, you're forgetting you're forgetting one crucial thing this is kevin james battle royale you don't win by running away <laughs> you have hey, to hey, stay. To you have one. to hey, stay in. you have to stay and fight and i don't think he has the capability to do so
0: ethan real That's quick a good point. Uh, just one quick question what would happen if kevin james as santa claus <laughs> Flew his light-speed sleigh into your brain. <laughs> what would hap- What do you? Uh, what, I, what's your best approximation? It wouldn't what feel would good. What would happen to your whole cranium skull <laughs> area if he crashed right into it?
1: You're also forgetting. Hold on. Now, so are we assuming? <laughs> this is going to go directly back into the Santa Claus movies. Are we assuming that on Earth is just the Kevin Jameses, or is everyone else there also?
0: It might actually be more fun if it's like a wasteland scenario where everybody else gets sort of moved onto a separate clone Earth for a little
1: bit. If you'll recall from either Santa Claus Two or Three, I don't remember, you know that the sleigh is charged by people believing in Santa Claus. So all those hundred fifty or thousands of Kevin James have to do is just not believe in him, and he can't go anywhere.
0: (laughs) Well, okay, they have to believe in him because as we previously defined, but they don't have to believe in the
1: magic of Santa.
0: As we previously defined, Ethan, all (laughs) of the Kevin Jameses, when they drop into this Battle Royale, are cognizant of the other Kevin Jameses. And that means that they know Santa is there, they know Santa is real, and they know that he's a threat coming for them. So, I mean, I don't know what you mean. They have to believe in him.
1: They do know that he's real, but they don't have to believe in the power of essentially, like, the Christmas spirit and Christmas magic. That Mm -hmm. that is what powers the sleigh, is the kind of the uplifting belief of everyone being like oh christmas is a great time you know so if this, if the kevin jameses don't believe that he's got talking reindeer that can't even pull a sleigh because it's not charged
0: all right well here's the facts <laughs> here's the facts about that and Preston, i'll let you get a word in here in a minute but i i don't think it's a question because you can't change your beliefs on purpose i mean you can't it's just not it doesn't work that way if you think christmas is good and you believe in the magic of santa which will be true i mean they have to believe in santa physically at the very least as soon as they drop in and if they already separately from that believe that christmas is good then i have no i don't think that they could consciously choose to not believe in him anymore although we might get a diminishing returns thing where after santa starts his crusade his sleigh gets weaker and weaker over time i will be willing to concede that because as soon as he starts knocking folks out it's like I mean, you're, he's getting less and less power for his slay, so we could say it started at one hundred percent, but after he's killed like fifty percent of the Kevin Jameses, uh, it's probably gonna slow down quite a bit. I would say. Okay, so a couple things, Sam. A couple
2: things, Sam, with your with your Santa argument. Um, first of all, uh, you talked about how you know they. Uh, if this is a world with Kevin Jameses and just Kevin Jameses only, here's the thing: none of them are going to enjoy Christmas. I don't think celebrating the holiday is going to be the thing that's on their mind right now while they're trying to... It's not on their mind. It's a fundamental (laughs) part of their character, President. It's just a piece of them. It's a piece of their heart. No, it's not. It's a fundamental part of the Santa character, and it's not a fundamental part of any of the other ones. That's not canon. So here's the thing. If they don't appreciate Christmas, and they don't believe in the magic of Santa, you've defeated Santa. Sure, they can believe in him physically. Yeah, duh, whatever. But if they hate Christmas... And if they don't think that he has magical powers, all they have to do is convince themselves that he doesn't have magical powers. And who's to say that these people even believe in Santa Claus anyways? Do we have any evidence from these other characters that they do believe in Santa Claus? Or that they no. even know that he's a real character?
0: Preston, they know he's real because, like we've specified, the only way that this fight even works is when is if the Kevin James dropping in, they are aware that they're of all the other Kevin Jameses and that they are also trying to kill them. Oh, okay. it, it only works if they all are aware of each other. That's the only way that this could possibly pan, pan out at all. Regardless. Otherwise, you'd end up, otherwise Santa I, would just keep living his Santa life up on the North Pole and nobody would even think to go check on <laughs> him.
2: Okay, but regardless, is he? you said that he doesn't have the ability to keep his sleigh at 100%, right? So if Eventually he's just. Depletes, fly, you know? Yeah, so if he's flying evasively while well, he's got the most power, at some point he has to stop riding his sleigh the fewer and fewer people that there are on the earth, the less power that a sleigh is going to have. So eventually, eventually he's going to have to come out and fight, right? And at that point there's no way for Santa to come out on top. There's just no way cuz he can't he can't t- he can't take someone toe to toe. He can't take something a giant toe to toe.
0: Here's something that I didn't bring up in my opening argument, but it is relevant now. Santa Claus okay. has access to the most effective and most um Present in its uh, variability uh, manufacturing district in the world. Santa Claus, (laughs) on the North Pole, presumably, has access to make just about anything pretty dang quick. Anything that could conceivably be given as a Christmas gift, Santa Claus has the ability, know-how, and uh, interest in making in this contest. So, you know, I, I don't think it's anywhere outside of limits to say that Kevin, that Kevin James as Santa Claus could make any number of weapons. Could construct any number of barricades. I think Santa Claus, with given proper time to prep, and it does. We can talk about how, who can get to the North Pole fastest to try to assassinate <laughs> Santa. Um, I think Kevin James, um, as I think Santa Claus, has the ability to prep pretty substantially before he just starts ramming his sleigh into people. Um, and that's what I think.
1: I I do think there's another interesting aspect you could point out, which is. Um Obviously, you can talk about who you think is gonna win, but as I scroll through, I do see things that I, I definitely think people who would lose, and I'm curious if you guys have like defining opinions on someone who's like that. That guy doesn't stand a chance. I
0: okay. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> the video of Kevin James being born, that tiny baby <laughs> Kevin James. I think that guy's <laughs> fucked. That guy God. doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> that baby cannot win.
1: Well, like, as I scroll through, especially his notable roles, I definitely look at, like, if you've seen the movie Hitched, uh, where he plays, I can't remember the name, Albert in Hitch. Um, That guy, he doesn't stand a chance. Have you seen the movie? No. I have not. uh, Will Smith is this guy who, like, gives people dating advice, um, but it, like, never works for himself and so he kind of teaches people how to like get with women how to do these different things and albert's like one of those stereotypical guys who like has no social ability at all and he just can't interact with essentially anyone of the opposite gender um so he's kind of just like this awkward nerd if you look up albert from uh hitch you'll see he's he's kind of just like this like sad guy who just wears glasses and i (laughs) scroll through i was like you're like oh you gotta pick someone who you think's gonna win i looked at him i was like that guy doesn't stand a chance (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: No, he's dead. He's dead yeah, for sure. <laughs> especially amongst the mass of Kevin James's, and I'm sure this guy falls into that. Amongst those guys, I mean, what are you supposed to do? I mean, what is that? Like, the only thing that gets you power in that world is having social mobility, and that guy has the opposite of it. So, yeah. I mean, who knows what? Maybe by, maybe using the tips he picks up during the
1: movie,
0: um, he might have a chance, but I, I, I'm seriously I will say- doubting it.
1: Kind of to double back here, in if we if we take out the roles like Santa Claus, Frankenstein, things like that, there is one character, now that I, I look through, if you'll go onto the IMDb page, you'll see he plays Scott Voss in the 2012 film Here Comes the Boom, uh, where he's <laughs> oh <my> literally, <laughs> he's he's a boxer. Um, That's he, cool. he, he was a collegiate wrestler. He's now 42 years old, teaching in a failing high school, teaches biology. Um and he earns money for the school's wrestling program by going in a boxing match.
0: Hmm, this sounds and I will say, if you a look at, up.
1: if you look at the uh, pictures of him from that, from the commercial, he looks jacked. Kevin James looks ripped, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not something you As can say like very often. As we like to look. <laughs> yeah, you can't jacked say that very Kevin often. James. He 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 looks jacked, which is terrifying. Jacked <laughs> Kevin James is definitely scary.
0: Alright, so, okay, that actually, that's a good transition for me. I, so, I touched on it earlier. I'm interested, I'm invested now in the assassination attempts of Santa Claus, who I think, even though, because of his manufacturing and because of his slate, I think he is still the outset winner. But, I think that if we get, <laughs> if, if the Kevin Jameses can get to him early, what's sort of the best squad to go and assassinate Santa? Because if it's possible, then it, if it's possible, then it'll happen. I mean, Murphy's Law. Um. So, what we got it? So, I, I think we take the Here Comes the Boom guy. That guy could kill Santa. <laughs> yeah. Boxing is deadly. <laughs> he could kill he, Santa. <laughs> a couple good punches to Santa Claus, and we, we definitely have a Santa Claus situation. Um. Although, to be fair, whoever strikes the killing blow to Santa, as in that movie, they will, oh, within like a week, Santa. turn into Santa eventually. So, <laughs> it, that, I, I guess it sort of becomes like this chain of this chain reaction where I mean we can talk about how long the fight lasts I don't know how probably we get another probably whoever kills him directly will end up becoming him a little bit but yeah. to reiterate my original question who are you got who needs to work together to kill Santa Claus who's the be- who's got the best shot at getting up there fast
2: okay so there's a few different people that I think of who come to mind immediately first of all you need Sam Larson I think you guys might have forgotten about <laughs> Sam Larson but he's a oh how really brilliant- brilliant assassin so he's he's the brains behind the operation for sure uh next two people that i think of are the president and then the you said fifty thousand foot giant was that what we i think was that the height we specified i was was quickly
1: doing the math um and i'll i'll let you get back to it but i'm trying to find uh the giant's average stride length to see how long it would take for him to get just like the (laughs) middle of the united states to the north pole but i'll get back to you on that here shortly Okay. okay. Thank so, you, Ethan.
0: we we'll, we'll look forward to that. <laughs> Go
2: ahead. Appreciate the help. So, operating under this rouse, then the so the president, Sam Larson, and then the giant, they should be able to make it up to the North Pole in almost no time. So Santa, Santa's got like maybe an hour of prep at best, because the president he's got access to jet planes that fly it rapid speeds, and if Sam Larson goes with them, then they've got the brains behind the operation. Also, the President has access to the entire Secret Service and all of the U.S. Army, so uh, who's to say that the U.S. doesn't just place a siege on the North Pole and they just take out Santa that way, but now, Hold on.
0: Okay, no, go ahead. I guess you can finish, but I I do have objections to the President that we can get into in a second.
2: Okay, and the the last thing I was just going to say was that this giant, if he is as big as we are stating him to be right now, if he's actually like 50,000 feet tall, then he's got the ability to get to the North Pole in almost seconds. Theoretically, he could just crush the entire Santa's workshop and just kill Santa just like I that. Guess
0: I guess that's true. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I do admit that the president has access to a lot, but mm-hmm. we have handicapped Santa in a very specific way. We have said that Santa Claus is on a world where there are not, there's not a global population to believe in him. Why then do we assume does the why then does the president from Pixels have access to an army or um a pilot? I mean what what what's their justification for that? Because it is a discon- it is a, it's a continuity error in the way we're pitching this universe. Do we have people yeah. in the world or do we not?
2: That's a good point. Okay, so we'll we'll continue to go under the um the idea that there's no people in the world. Even then president is still too, super powerful cuz he's still got access to the jet planes. Still got access to the army, all of the army's weaponry. That's the most important part. Yeah, he, has, he
0: has the nuclei, He has the nuke launch codes. He knows how exactly. he, can, he can push <laughs> the red button and send it into space. So
1: it is also important to note that he does have. He is the commander in chief. So he, if he can get the five thousand Kevin James on his side, he essentially has an army.
0: That's true. So creates uh, a I will also
1: say I did do the math and it would take the giant that is 50,000 feet tall about 830 <laughs> steps to get from New York City to the Whoa. North Pole. That's a <laughs> light
0: jog, bro. That's a <laughs> light jog. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so then, Sam, okay, <laughs> Santa's got about an hour. He's got one Santa's hour got to prep. <laughs> and,
0: and I don't want to waste any time. I'm worried about time control. Here's the facts. If <laughs> a giant, a 50,000 foot giant, can get to santa claus in an hour there is not a chance he has the prep to to initially dodge the destruction of his workshop now he can get in the sleigh and fly away but like we discussed Mm -hmm. before that is not a long-term strategy and his workshop is destroyed basically an hour into the fight (laughs) so he is he's i mean he's he's going to last longer than most but it's he really only has defensive maneuvers and i think he's pretty much screwed yeah so Which, okay, could... so we can move our focus now. So if we've taken Santa out of the picture, we can move our focus to who who else? I mean, does anybody have the means to kill the giant? I mean, this guy is... Oh boy. We've just covered the, the fact that he's a monster the The only way they kill the giant
1: course. is to get Santa Claus on their side.
0: Oh, man. Game you theory. Have,
1: you have to get if everyone Santa... together against the <laughs> if giant. Santa...
0: Okay, okay. If Santa Claus, like, as a, like a silver bullet... Flew his sleigh, light speed, <laughs> through the giant's brain. <laughs> that would probably kill him, right? Santa could yeah. go straight through that fool. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. But you have to assume,
1: I mean, what, the, no, s- the size of the giant's skull is, I think that Santa could go through it, but will will his sleigh be usable after that? Dude, Does Santa
0: get going... stuck in the skull? Okay. Does it Santa might just get stuck explode, in his honestly. Brain? <laughs> I mean, it might just be like a detonation. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's, flying, I mean, it's flying so, so fast. It's flying fast enough that it probably doesn't even have mass anymore. So maybe Santa's sleigh isn't actually the most reliable way of smashing brains. But, I mean, we did <laughs> just talk about the president. The president has an army of jets and an army of disposable Kevin Jameses to just sort of fly planes into him or we can launch nukes towards his location. Yeah. I will say that the Mm -hmm. giant probably has impaired... If he is a uh, Jack and the Beanstalk giant, he probably has impaired mental faculties, I can say that pretty confidently, that he isn't going to be able to, like... I mean, he's not, like, the... He's just not the smartest guy. Like, he knows to go after the right he he can think about like oh that guy's big and scary i should step on him so I will he say <laughs> knows to do that but he also doesn't know how to like make friends
1: <laughs> there is two ways to look at the giant so it could be like jack and the beanstalk where it's like lowered mental faculties as we see giants uh, portrayed in like film and film and such um but also you could look at it in a sense of like a extremely heightened version of gigantism um where no. he just has no, like there's, his feet have fallen off. There's no blood flow. He can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no. No. You know, because if it's the second option, then the giant's not really, because he's just, he can't move because the blood flow <laughs> yeah. is strictly going. He probably he doesn't have arms. The blood flow dies. is just going from his heart to his brain. And that's all he's got. <laughs>
2: oh he can't
0: even dude how strong would his heart pumping his heart to get blood that high it would have to it would be pumping so hard to surely explode out of his chest oh absolutely so, so okay we can eat we can go with that if we want but if we want the giant to be at all usable or even yeah, I, I comparable to, to his jack depiction yeah because in the movie his heart doesn't explode yeah, uh, yeah. he stays he's <laughs> alive for the entire film yeah okay okay so the giant kills santa or doesn't kill Santa, but the giant cripples Santa enough that he can't win. Santa or the president takes out the giant. Mm-hmm. Who's the president? Is he the is he the most capable guy that we've got left?
2: Um, um that or maybe Frankenstein. <gasps> i have really not touched on Frankenstein.
0: Uh, but I don't. Oh my god! A All you need strong. is fire. All right, fire. hold on. I have an emergency. I have an actual emergency. This is a secret. I have not told <laughs> any of you guys yet. And it it came in at the exact right moment. Yesterday, I went on Twitter and I DM'd at uh, Real Paul Blart 70, um, who is the real Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> Uh his actual canon depiction. Uh, this is his Twitter account, um, and I asked him, I asked him, quote, uh, "I'm recording a podcast tomorrow. The subject: which Kevin James character would win in an All Out Battle Royale? Does Paul have any secret moves or unknown potential that I am not aware of?" <laughs> And here's is, here is his response in full. Hmm, this is a tricky question. Well, I do have my wits, so if there was a battle royale, I could use my surroundings to my advantage. I definitely have the advantage of speed. And in Paul Blart 2, the cops mentioned lots of special weapons. Some are used, but others are kept secret, probably due to power.
1: <laughs> so and that is a
0: response from actually Paul Blart
1: um <laughs> incredible oh my gosh and so that's i don't kevin think it's Kevin the question at this account? point <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe it might actually <laughs> be um so here's what i'm thinking here's my here's the thought in my head so he mentioned secret weapons he mentioned heightened speed which i guess is because he's on the segue and he's also <laughs> off the segue i guess faster than an average kevin james um but here's the th- <laughs> here's something that i mentioned to preston uh before we started recording the podcast but it's new for you ethan i actually my sleeper pick was paul blart because in the movie paul blart he gets like he gets kicked up so bad dude yeah he gets messed up a lot in that movie the scene that i'm thinking calling back to right now is the scene in which uh paul blart Malkop was kicked by a horse into a police car enough to dent it and then he just got up and he was fine like he got he f- was <laughs> flying across the screen and he was totally chill <laughs> after the fact. And then you add onto the pack onto the fact that he has access to weapons of mass destruction. I think Callbard oh is gosh. actually a strong contender. And he has wits. I mean, come yeah, on.
1: Yeah, he does have wits. There is a point where uh it could be a situation where I think he is the stronger version of my original sleeper pick, that being Eric Lamanzov. Um whereas he could he can kind of just sit back, relax, you know, let the giant takeout Santa's workshop. They fight against each other. He's got the president sending all of his stuff. And then when everyone's kind of, I mean, you only have so many nukes, right? Once you run out of all your equipment, <laughs> then Paul Blart comes in and he just takes out the president. And then he's got everybody else.
0: Dang. And I really think that of. Because once you get down to, once you take out the, like, three or four big players, and, I mean, obviously you still have to deal with superhuman-type characters, like Frankenstein yeah. or Otis. And I am putting Otis in the superhuman category, because <laughs> although he I'm looks sure. like a cow, <laughs> although he looks like a cow, it's probably just sort of some sort of cow exoskeleton around a real Kevin James, if we're being honest. <laughs> um, uh, so he's just, he's sort of a superhuman as well. Uh, and so we're going to end up with a class of superhumans and a class of community Paul Blart's I think at the end of this because I think the last big hitter to be alive is the president but once it's him against because he's been utilizing this army of Kevin James's but as soon as all the big players are gone now the president is the target and I think he loses yeah. to the masses then again too so I think we actually ended up our our biggest prep was for the masses was for the bunch of Kevin James's and I think that they mm. actually end up on top so we have this class of super Kevin James's Malkop uh otis frankenstein and then a bunch of like real human kevin jameses and then it comes down to the question of could a thousand or so real kevin jameses overpower paul blart malkop otis and frankenstein um that's our that's our question
1: (laughs) i mean i think there's a potential because we don't know what kind of secret weapons he has because we're assuming that the the large yeah, amount of Kevin Jameses... Insight. I can see if I can get some okay. insight real quick. I'll, I'll we deal. can assume that the large <laughs> amount of Kevin James's are traveling like a group, right? I assume. Kind of like an army, right? Yeah. If I he think so. has a big enough net, <laughs> he could just. Are you suggesting catch...
2: that he just catches them all? <laughs> he catches all of them. <laughs> That's really good.
1: You can continue with that idea. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they have like net guns. I assume he's he's got to have one. Yeah. He could just make it <laughs> a thousand times bigger and then he catches 5,000 Kevin Jameses in his net and there's the whole army gone in the blink of an eye.
2: So wait, the net the net completely like overpowers them? Is there no way for oh, them yeah. to escape from the net?
1: <laughs> no, it's like the beginning of Nemo. Uh, not the end where the fish break through the <laughs> net, but at the beginning when the net gets taken up. Um, because, <laughs> because I, I do think this is, this is important in, in the theory. If, um, if all the Kevin Jameses in the army are trapped by this giant net, I believe their mindset will go from, we have to work together to, I have to work for myself to get out of this net.
2: Oh, so then they so it all a fight the each other issue. and then
1: there's only like five left that will get out of the net and then much easier to handle.
2: Dang. That's a pretty smart play from... Paul Bart Malkop <laughs> and who knows who knows what access he has to other weaponry because like you said in yeah. the in the the DM that you got from the official Paul Bart Malkop character there's a, a plethora of things that we don't even know about I mean there's this net gun that can take out over 5,000 people. people who knows what other weapons of mass destruction this, this super powered character could possibly have oh yeah uh, crazy um, okay. but hold
0: on I've I almost think... I, I've got a resp- I've almost got a response he's typing right now we've got three circles <laughs> and they're going they're going back and forth and also we've got time concern too so I really think he's gonna list some weapons oh my god oh my oh god you're no. getting a peek list into it. the storeroom list it, list it. <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh baby this is very exciting if he says giant net once we have our win <laughs> okay all right. Moment for please, Paul Blart. I'm really I'm rooting for you. Rooting for giant. We
1: we we need giant net. See, I I thought Paul Blart was the easy (laughs) pick, but we got we've gone through so many, and now that we're back here, it seems like, he he may actually be the easy pick.
0: Yeah, we thought he would be. We thought he would be a comic relief character who dies pretty early on. But, I mean, surprisingly, surprisingly to everybody, even us. Paul Blart is Save leading the pack almost, right
1: now. Saved almost solely by Kevin James's burner account, which is inevitably the Paul Blart um, Twitter account.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> okay, all right.
0: Oh, he. Okay, so things you might not know about Kevin James: he has a super Segway. Um, Whoa, more powerful than a standard Segway. It's like got four wheels. It's high-powered. It's got like bulletproof armor, almost. It looks like, um, oh and he also has a a, le- a a legion of handguns, shotguns, rifles, <laughs> marble guns to help people make slip over, um, tasers, <laughs> and a powerful Segway, which I already covered. So, te- on on his own, Kevin James is the most strapped guy on the entire oh, wow. Kevin James squad. <laughs> and that bulletproof tank, we have almost a Santa situation. I don't think any Kevin James could run faster than Kevin James on a Segway. No. That's a fact. And also, we, <laughs> don't, we don't
1: know the size of the marble gun, so we could shoot the marble gun and make all the... And then they get so discombobulated by slipping and falling on marbles that they'd start fighting each other.
0: Concept. <laughs> Putting marbles from the marble gun into the shotgun. <laughs>
1: How effective is this?
0: (laughs) I know they didn't do it in the movie because in that scenario, Paul Blart was worried about, you know, police and sort of facing criminal retribution. But, I mean, in this world, he's all holds barred. I mean, like nothing. He's he's going pedal to the metal. So I don't see why he can't use his weapons to the fullest. I mean, he's aiming to kill.
1: And there's, there's okay. definitely a, a, a portion at the beginning of Paul Blart Mall 2 where he's at the, like, because they're in Vegas. And he's at the, like, convention center where the whole purpose is weapons for mall cops. That's the whole convention. So you have to assume there's some sort oh, of man. net. There's beanbag guns. <laughs> there's marbles. There's dumbed-down versions of pepper. Sp- he's got everything. And, of course, handguns yeah. and shotguns and rifles.
0: Obviously. Okay, all right. So here. So we have, we have already exceeded... Time on any episode that we've ever done, so we do need to start wrapping it up. Um, I will just say, I'll just say it because it's it's funny, but it's also I think a plausible answer that <laughs> Kevin James as Paul Blart Mall Cop, um, despite being such a sleeper pick, I think he's my I think he's my I think he's my guy. I mean, the Segway thing especially because I was worried about him getting overwhelmed. I mean, because we've had this sort of scenario where the top threat at any time gets sort of eliminated, but. Once you get rid of top-down organization, the ability of the mob to take out an individual threat goes way down. So, I think at that point, evasion on his high-powered segue is going to be, like, really important. And, I mean, come on. Let's let's be real here, guys. Does any Kevin James alone have the power to take out Paul Blart? I mean, we're down to Otis and Frankenstein, maybe. But I I really doubt it. So, with that said, I think he's my pick. Any objections? I don't think Uh, so. I think I'm, I'm Paul gonna Bart go, has yeah. taken it. Okay. Well, I Man. mean, dang. Oh, are we actually okay? Hold up. Are we are we done now? Did Paul Blart just win with I a high powered <laughs> Segway and several guns?
1: I, I think Paul my... Bart has
2: won with his marble gun, his net gun, and a high powered Segway <laughs> and an assortment of guns. He's defeated all of the other kevin james roles he's defeated santa he's defeated the giant now he didn't do it directly but he's come out on top right all we care about is who's number one and i think i mean just based on the timeline of kind of what we've created over the last hour of how things go down because like you said there's this top down you know structure that they're kind of dismantling from the top down and Paul Bart Mall he's just, he's too far down on that, on that social hierarchy for him to be considered one of the top dogs at the very start. So he doesn't get targeted. Until it gets to the end, which, and which exactly. he
0: uppercuts the entire Paul Bart or Kevin James community. It's amazing, it's really <laughs> amazing
1: the comeback he makes in this movie. See, yeah. Or this movie uh, we will be making. Yeah, well, yeah, it's in production. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, is Paul Bart Malkop is almost like uh, the Lyndon B. Johnson to JFK uh, in this Fortnite Battle Royale. Uh, He kind of sits back in the wings, waits for things to go down bad for the guy ahead of him, and then he takes the place.
0: And, okay, I think with that uh, excellent summary from you, Ethan, I think we can say (laughs) we have concluded another episode of Planning for the Worst. Holy cow, you guys. What a what a great thing we've done here. Uh, despite, I mean, despite going way over time. Just, I mean, wow. Good job, everybody. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, okay, so some oh, closing man. thoughts. We've got some normal outro stuff that we've got to do. Um, just want to real quick plug our... The voice message system and Anchor again. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not have been clear before, uh, but we are still taking submissions on voice messages and through DMs on all of our social medias, Instagram, Twitter. Just look up Planning for the Worst. You should be able to find us. Um, those are... I mean, those are... It, it would be amazing for us if we could get some better fan interaction. And of course, we will acknowledge you if you send something in. We'll bring it up in the podcast. Um, yeah. We would love to get ideas from, um, from other listeners. Um, you've seen the huge array of stuff that we talk about on here. So, obviously... <laughs> almost anything can be adapted into uh, planning for the worst episode. So please send in voice messages. Um, Yeah. Preston, do you have anything?
2: Well, I was just going to say, just kind of going on with the voice messages, really nothing's off the table. Uh, We've got a couple ideas that we're still kind of We've got in the works, but we've taken ideas that maybe wouldn't have worked and we've changed them to be something completely different that will work. And so even if you think it's not that great of an idea, still send it in. Just just send in your ideas. Even if you think it might work, it might not. Send it in. We might be able to twist it. And again, like Sam said, still give you credit, have some fan interaction on the show. Uh, so it'll be a great time. But yes, send them in through the voice messages on Anchor or through um, DMs on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we would love
0: to get a chance to talk more about your guys' ideas. And then, okay, one more note before I give Ethan his piece. I will say that uh, you might have already picked up on it because we've been uploading on Sundays primarily, but we are committing to uh, an episode a week for as long as we can. I mean, who knows when that production will stall. I mean, I'm going off to college in a few weeks, so that might mm-hmm. put a hitch in the... We might There might be individual delays along the way, but me and Preston anyways are hoping to put out an episode... Um, just about every week hopefully on Sundays um, and we hope to have more guests like Ethan on the podcast and we will do those every couple of weeks this isn't like the new format or anything it's just something we're doing um, so with that uh, Ethan do you have anything you want to you want to put out there anything you want to promote for us real quick that could be literally um, anything by the way not just yeah. your socials or anything
1: sort of of course <laughs> everyone follow the uh, the 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 Socials for planning for the worst. Obviously, I'll plug your guys' stuff first. For, oh, thank you very uh, much. Oh, thank having, you. Having oh, and on. real I quick, I mean, obviously,
0: real here. Paul Blart70 on Twitter. Uh, thank you for his <laughs> yes. help uh, he's kind in of the putting MVP. this podcast on. He's, <laughs> he's saved this podcast, basically. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but for my stuff personally, you can find me at Ethan Palladino on. Instagram and then also one thing I would like to plug uh, is I decided in December January of last year I was gonna do a documentary type thing of the class of 2020 uh, that's been out now for a couple weeks it's on my YouTube channel Ethan Palladino is the channel name and the uh, documentary is class of 2020 senior documentary I put a lot of hours and lots of time into that Uh, so Mm -hmm. if you want to check that out I think it's a really good view I think it's a really good watch uh, like I said, we'll a lot throw of time. in will a link in, there.
0: In, the, uh, in the episode description as well yeah. for anybody who's um, looking for that. We'll mm. look Check
1: that, that out if you're interested. Uh, even if you're not an, an Ozark student, I think it kind of gives a good insight on uh, senior life and life as a high school student. So, yeah.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. It was really thank really you good very much, production.
0: Ethan.
1: Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank have you, you already seen it, And I haven't seen it. so.
0: Oh, yeah, it's been great <laughs> having you, Ethan. <laughs> okay. Um, are we good here, guys? Is everybody ready to wrap up? I agree
1: think think so. to
0: go. <laughs> Okay, uh, great. Thank you guys uh, for listening to this episode of Planning for the Worst. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) There is not another place that I would rather be than here. No case for...